circumstance as well. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands. So that, and here is the purpose, here is the circumstance. It seems that this, in this particular situation, a wife has been married now to some unbeliever who opposes the way that she lives. It is difficult. It is a fight every day. Peter says to this woman in this circumstance, be subject to your own husband so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. Here's the strategy, my friends. Let your behavior make your arguments and the way that you live. Now, I want to give a caveat here. There are some people that argue this is the only way that we should do evangelism. It's just trying to live a good life. And then people will see that you're living a good life and somehow they will come to the conclusion that Christ died for their sin and rose from the dead and that they should put their faith in Jesus Christ. But I ask you, how did they come to that conclusion? Now, there is a time to open your mouth, and there is a time to keep it closed. And Peter lays out a principle here, my friends, that if you are living well, if you are honoring Christ in your thoughts and your actions and your decisions, you will have a far greater influence in this world than by trying to argue someone into the kingdom. I'll tell you, my friends, that demeanor, that behavior that honors Christ is what draws people into the conversation about Christ. And so Peter says, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. You see, there is a great power in this, the power of submission, the power of right living, and the power of respect. So that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. I want to tell you this, my friends. This is a principle for all of us. The application is in this particular circumstance. But the truth is for every one of us. Half of you are saying, well, I'm not even mayor. I'm not a wife. I didn't have anything to do with me. This has absolutely everything to do with every one of us. There is a principle that when we live in obedience to God, when we read his word and we submit our lives to his truth and we live according to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, your life is going to make an impact in a much more powerful way than your arguments ever will. Quiet submission. Again, when they see your respect and pure conduct. Now, 
Peter gives a, 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 a little argument here. He says, you know, really, the strategy that you ought to have. And he lays it out here in verse 3. He says, do not let your adorning be external. He says, he says, look, the braiding of the hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the, or the clothing you wear. Now, it's funny to me that some have seen this passage and said, do you see that? The Bible says you're not supposed to braid your hair. Is that what you just read? It's not exactly what he said at all. As a matter of fact, if that's what that says, it also says you ought not to be wearing clothes. And we know it doesn't say that either. You see, Peter's laying out here. He says, the adorning, what is most attractive about you ought not to be what's on the outside. Look at verse 4. But instead, instead of just working on the outside, let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is in God's sight very precious. There is your strategy. Cooperate with the Spirit of God and focus on that which cannot be seen, only demonstrated. Quiet and gentle spirit. Quite frankly, that was one of the most powerful things that I noticed about Melanie when I met her. And those were the exact words that came to mind, a quiet and gentle spirit. I'll tell you, that's a powerful lady this morning. It was an old commercial. I don't remember what it was for, so apparently it wasn't very effective. If you want someone's attention, whisper. Some of you even finished that statement before I got there. Anybody remember what that was advertising? It doesn't matter. It's a true statement. It is the quietness that makes people, what are you thinking? What's going on in your head? What's happening here? Quiet and gentle spirit. Which again, is precious in the eyes of God. And so, my friends, minimize the externals. That's not where the power is. Maximize the internals. And here in verse 5, Peter says, follow some healthy examples. Yeah, just go ahead and open up the book of Genesis. We're going to meet this young woman named Sarah. Look at verse 5. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. In other words, it is done by faith, not fear. Faith, not fear. Yeah, she, she humbled himself. Look, God's leading you here, I'm going to follow you. God's leading you there, I'm going to follow you. No, I'm not going to say, hey, why? Well, what if we did this? Well, why don't we try something different? I'm not going to be a stumbling stone to doing what God is calling you to do. And she submitted herself. Wow. Some powerful stuff there. 
But the real power is the stuff. But the only thing that can be seen by God is the inside, my friends, the stuff that matters, the stuff that is precious to God. We're not just talking about ladies here, man. We're talking about the real power is the work that the Spirit of God does in our life. That's where the influence is. Hard to argue with a good life. It's awfully hard to argue with someone who's living well. Now let's talk about the husbands here. I know, ladies, you were waiting for that. It says here, don't have the TV on too loud. Well, let's pray together. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't say that. And guys, I want you to particularly tune in on this. You know, the world presents a lot of definitions about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a great husband. Is it about buying things and taking your wife to places? It may include that. There's a whole lot more to it, my friends, than that. And again, here's that word likewise. Peter is, is making a list here of applications of how to live out this word. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. There have been a plethora, a buck, a, a truck, a train load full of jokes about trying to understand women. But you know what I found? I found the, the, the trick. I'm going to share it with you right now. This is how you understand your wife. You ask her. And all of the women said amen as they went like this. Guys, why don't you write that down? And scrape it on your skin if need be. One of the priorities of your life is to understand her circumstances. What's going on in her world? You going to be a loving husband? Well, let's start with some understanding. Likewise, live with your wives in an understanding way. You know, it has been well said that love without truth is hypocrisy, but truth without love is brutality. Know the truth, communicate the truth, but in love. In love, my friends. So husbands, you want to live with, with your life in a way that honors God, that enables her to, to walk through difficult difficult circumstances on a daily basis, whatever might be going on at work or in her heart or in her mind, love her. Understand her. When somebody says, how are you? What they say is, I care about you. But you can usually tell if it's real if they say, no, really. You know, because fine isn't enough. Oh, we're going to have a conversation now. Oh, this must matter to you then. Understand her, then honor her. Look at what Peter says here. Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. 
You know what he just said there? You honor her because she is precious. This weaker vessel is the fine dishes in the cupboard that nobody messes with. That you are particularly careful with because they have great value. This isn't about body mass and how much muscle you got in you. My friends, this is about recognizing great value. And Peter lays it out here. He says, giving honor, I mean, it means the husband respects his wife's feelings, his thinkings, or her desires. And the fact is he may not agree with her ideas, but he sure respects them because he honors her. <laughs> honor the woman as the weaker vessel. And Peter says exactly why you ought to do so. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. There is no second class when it comes to the inheritance of God and his children. Nobody comes in second place. They are heirs with you of the grace of life. Full partners working together and you ought to partner with her in that. Understand her, honor her, partner with her. And then you know what? Peter lays out something that he never even mentioned for the ladies. And maybe it's because, guys, you need to hear it. He says that you want to live with her in an understanding way and honor her and partner together with her because if you don't, you will destroy your prayer life. There he is. End of verse 8. Since they are heirs together, you have the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. You want to have a good relationship with God, you better cultivate a great relationship with your spouse. Love them well. It matters that much to God. Love them well. Understand her, honor her, partner together with her. Husband must be the thermostat, my friends. You know what a thermostat is, right? Kicks on the whole uh, furnace, air conditioning, or heat. Yeah. Husband must be the thermostat at home, setting the emotional and spiritual temperature. But I'll tell you what. The wife often is the thermos, ther thermometer, letting them know what the temperature is, my friends. Understand your wife. And I want to say this. If you haven't had a conversation with your wife, asking her questions in order to listen, to hear, and to understand, you're not loving your wife the way you ought to. So let's get at it. How's that, ladies? We match up with the lady stuff. Hey, every one of these things is for all of us. There's a wife out here that doesn't care what her husband thinks. Shame on you. What world are you partnered together for if you don't understand one another? All right, I'm going to go on and on and on and on for a while here, so, so buckle up. No. <laughs> I'm not, I promise. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap it up because enough has been said. Know this, my friends, that every relationship is an opportunity for others to see Christ in you. Christ in your marriage, Christ in the workplace, Christ in the gym, Christ wherever you go, by the way that you live, you are telling people something about your Savior. If he ain't changing your life, you're telling somebody a lie. Jesus ain't selfish. Jesus isn't quickly angered. Jesus isn't cavalier about it. Anybody. Love. Love, my friends. So wives, submit yourself to God and you'll have a whole lot easier time submitting yourself to anyone else. Submit yourself to God first. And develop that winsome and attractive, quiet and gentle spirit that speaks volumes to your husband, that challenges his heart to be a better man. Husbands, love your wives in the way that Christ loved the church. And you know how Christ loved the church? He died for it. want to die for your wife? Say no to yourself every day, every moment you're together, investing in her. In everyone, what people see in us and what people hear from us reveals to them what God is like in every circumstance. Speak the truth by living well. Submit yourself to God and others in watching the work. You want to have a powerful impact in this world? You will, if you live well.